0: Hello and welcome to Publishing Insight, an interview podcast about working in publishing. Welcome to episode 4 of Publishing Insight. I'm Flavia, your host, and in this episode I interviewed Silvia Dell'Amore, Marketing Assistant and Bloomsbury Academic. We have talked about what it is like to look for a job in the UK as a non native English speaker, differences between academic and trade marketing, and the importance of networking. Happy listening! And for any comments or feedback, you can write me an email or find me on Twitter at flamflam91 flam flam91. If you are enjoying listening to Publishing Inside, please subscribe and leave a review. Welcome to a new episode of Publishing Inside. Today, I'm on a Skype call with Silvia Dell'Amore, who is Marketing Assistant at Bluesbury Academic. First of all, thank you for joining me in this episode of the podcast, Silvia.
1: Oh, thank you very much for inviting me.
0: So my first question is, what has been your academic and career path so far?
1: Okay, uh, so I uh, started with... Uh a bachelor's degree in foreign languages and literature uh, in Milan. I studied English and Russian. Um, and then uh, I, I think I worked for a while. Um, I worked as a content and social media manager in Milan for a couple of years. Uh, then, well, I tried to enter the publishing industry. Um, I worked for a, an Italian literary website um, but uh, it was no use. <laughs> I tried, but... Uh, I wasn't lucky, so, but I really wanted to, to, to find a job in publishing, and uh, so I started to, to do my research, and when I heard about some masters abroad, I said, well, why not, let's give it a go, and luckily I was accepted at Brooks, uh, so I went to Oxford for my uh, masters in publishing at Oxford Brooks University, um, where I obtained my master's degree. And uh, after that, I started with internships. So I completed an internship at Oxford University Press in the medicine marketing department, and uh, and then I interned at Bloomsbury in the very same department I'm working at now. And uh, and now I'm uh, at Bloomsbury and I'm working in uh, in marketing. So yeah, that's overall my my path.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting route. I would say. And uh, as you were briefly mentioning in the past, you were news editor in chief and contributor for Finzioni, which is one of the most important online literary magazines in Italy, which is also how we met in a way, because uh, I was and still am a big fan of Finzioni and loved reading your book reviews. So I I wanted to ask you, in what way has this experience been helpful for your publishing career? And would you recommend to other aspiring publishers to do something similar?
1: Uh, So I'd start with the second question. So I, if I, yes, I would definitely recommend to aspiring publishers to do something similar, mainly for networking. Um, It really gives you a lot of opportunities to get in touch with people, uh, of course, from the publishing industry, authors, publishers, uh, and uh, that can be uh, very, very useful, of course. Um, So I remember that when I started working for Finzioni, I was in touch myself with several publishers, the most famous Italian publishers. And that, that of course, was very, very interesting and, uh, well, could have been very useful as well. Um, in, my, in my experience though, I, I thought it would be more useful as it eventually was. That's just because um, Fincioni wasn't famous in the UK and it was mainly aimed at Italian uh, readers and, uh, and it was about Italian books. So it was another market. And uh, so that's perhaps the reason why um, it wasn't particularly helpful for my publishing career, um, I also have to say that I've never been extremely good at selling myself, so it's not something I pushed uh, during my interviews. And perhaps I should have, yeah, I should have pushed it more. Um, I should have described more what my role was, all the things we did. Um, but yeah, in uh, if if I were an aspiring publisher now, I would definitely recommend doing something like that. I would definitely do something like that. I would do it in the UK, so I would perhaps start a blog here, uh, I would try to get in touch with uh, literary websites here, and, um, and I think that that would give a very good insight into the industry, and perhaps would also lead to good networking opportunities.
0: Perfect, thank you. And as you said, you moved to the UK to attend a publishing master. Which obstacles, if any, have you faced as a non-native English speaker when you were trying to enter the publishing industry here in the UK? And how did you overcome them?
1: So, well, the the very first obstacle, uh, which uh, eventually turned out to be more in my head rather than outside, um, it was my fear of being not proficient enough, not fluent enough in English. So I remember that... uh, when, when I first started um, in my master, uh, well, all my international fellow students were way more proficient than me. Uh, and that was a concern. I, I was extremely concerned about that. And I remember that that really affected my academic path and uh, at my, my very first interviews. I was very, very scared. I didn't want to, uh, to talk that much. Um, so that's perhaps the very first obstacle I have faced. Uh, but it, it goes without saying that the more you say and the more you write, the more you read, the more you talk with people, the better your English gets. So, mm, and that's also not particularly pertaining to the publishing industry. That's a broader issue. So, yeah, I think that's the very first one. Uh, I, I cannot think of any others, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that, the, yeah, the language is uh, the main one, just because, of course, it's... Uh, Mm, it's an industry um, in which the majority of people are either English themselves or are very fluent in English uh, but other than that I don't think that I, I was particularly scared or I had to face uh, well, no, yeah, sorry um, I'm just thinking while I'm speaking, another, another obstacle was my um, proficiency, well, let, let's call it my IT skills and my IT knowledge so I realized that I was less good at uh, computer and uh, at, mm, I wasn't very familiar with software like, for instance, InDesign or Photoshop or other things compared to other European students. So at the beginning, that was an obstacle. But luckily, thanks to my masters, uh, I managed to mm, well fulfill that uh, that gap in my in my knowledge because I took a module which was specifically Focused on well, InDesign and uh, uh, other software, um, and in, uh, focused on digital publishing. So in that way, I managed to overcome it. So I would say, yeah, that these are the two main things: language and uh, yeah, um, computer skills. Yeah,
0: let's explain to our listeners. That's because, uh, as regards the computer skills that you mentioned, it's because in Italy the university is way more. Um, theoretical uh, and whereas here is way more practical and yeah, here yeah. you have the opportunity to learn way more um things like as you said in design and so on um, so that's why I totally understand why you mentioned computer skills as being in a way a cultural thing and <laughs> What are instead the perks of these uh, situations? So, being an Italian or just a non-British British citizen in the UK.
1: Well, one of the perks, uh, which is uh, oddly enough, one of the perks was, uh, is actually being very good at um, being a very good copywriter and proofreader. Mostly, that's because we are uh, being uh, non-native speakers. We are more used at spotting our own mistakes and typos. So we have a very, very eagle eye for details when it comes to checking uh, uh, text of some sort. Uh, so I realized when I, when I was a, during my master's, when I had my first uh, proofreading test, I was very, very scared. And actually, I realized that I performed better than other fellow students who were native speakers. And that's just because I'm more used to check my own writing and my own things. Uh, so that was somehow a perk. I already have an eagle eye for detail and a good eye for detail just because I have to. And I am required to. Uh, of course, having an insight into another market can be something very, very useful. Uh, think of instance of uh, rights, working in rights, that can be absolutely um, useful and uh yeah, it can give you, uh, it can make you really competitive and it can make you stand out from uh, from the crowd. Uh, also because, as you, as you certainly know, um, there's a, well, the UK market and the Italian market, uh, well, have a very, very good wealthy relationship when it comes to publishing. So we, we, we buy literally everything from, from the UK market. So uh, that's also a perk. Uh, although I would say it can be it's more pertaining to perhaps uh, rights roles so roles and rights in the rights department um, so yeah, I would think that these are these are the main ones yeah
0: perfect thank you and talking uh about your current role uh, as a marketing assistant at Bloomsbury Academic, what are the main tasks of your role
1: so um as all the uh, assistant roles, my uh, my current role is heavily admin based, um, and uh, that's something I'd like to underline and highlight as much as I can because it's true when they tell you you'll have to, to deal with a lot of admin. It's absolutely true. Um, so at the moment, I well, I li- I'm literally the assistant, meaning I assist with everyone with everything, which um, can it can be anything from. Uh, posting a book to someone, uh, drafting a copy for a campaign or um, preparing a flyer for an author. One of my main tasks, one of the tasks I uh, manage and supervise just by, let's say, myself uh, is that um, it is inspection copies. So I'm in charge of the inspection copies at Bloomsbury Academic. Inspection copies are copy, are gratis copies which are sent to lecturers and teachers in the hope that they will adopt the, the book for the courses. And uh, so I'm in charge of the inspection copy inbox, and, uh, of and in charge, of course, of processing the uh, requests we receive. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm also the main telephone person for the department. So whenever we receive a call, I'm the one who picks it up. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I would say that my role is literally I I have 10 colleagues uh, and I assist them all with everything they need and within marketing, of course. Um, Ah, well, now that our conference season is about to begin, I will also uh, work a lot on that. um, And uh, being an assistant, I will mainly prepare the material needed for conferences and I will ship it out uh, to the venue. So this will be certainly my main task for the next uh, two months or so.
0: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Thank you. And uh, what are the peculiarities of working as a marketeer in an academic division compared to a trade one instead?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question and it's actually a very difficult one. I mean, it's, it seems very simple, but actually the... Uh, the thing is that um, at an entry level role, I don't think there's a big difference yet. It, uh, the more, um, yeah, the more you grow in a specific role, of course, and uh, the more specific it, it gets, so it, it it will become very very different. But for for the time being, for now, it's not. I don't think my role is so different from from what my colleagues in trade do. Um, I would say that the main differences are. Uh, the busiest periods of the year, which are different. So, as I said, um, for academic, um, summer is extremely busy because we, we have conferences. There are the academic conferences, which are, of course, extremely important. I would say crucial uh, for academic marketers and editors. Um, and whereas I don't think that it, it, it can be, it is, sorry, uh, as busy for trade and uh, the other way around, I mean, Christmas is not particularly busy for us. And I, I, I assume that it can be absolutely nuts for uh, trade. So that's the, that's the very first big difference um, and peculiarity I can think of. And, uh, and then, well, I think that more, more in general, we, we perhaps we tend to do less, I don't know, social media uh, marketing. Uh, we don't need it that much, and I think that's really, very, really really important in trade. Uh, we do more direct marketing. We do a lot of direct marketing, uh, catalogs, um, inspection copy postcards. So we, uh, when we have books, uh, we want to uh, give for inspection, uh, which are available for inspection. We would send out these postcards to uh, specific targets, uh, selected, uh, selected customers. And uh, so a lot of direct marketing. And, uh, yeah, so I think that these are uh, the peculiarities of academic mainly. Um, And I think it's also perhaps in general, I'm speaking very broadly now, because, of course, it's not uh, something I know for sure, but I think that the budget in general is not as big. Uh, I think that in trade, perhaps the budget allotted to a marketing campaign is, is higher, so that's another peculiarity thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's a very really good point. And um, I was wondering whether what is your favorite project you have worked on at Bloomsbury or in your career in general?
1: Uh, well, well, I think that um, so far, I think that my the best project but just, just because I somehow do do it myself along with other people is certainly Finzioni because we literally built it from scratch I mean when I arrived we were like 10 and uh, we ended up being uh, 60 um, writing from everywhere um, in Italy And uh, we became very famous, as you know, and uh, publishers started getting in touch with us and and not the other way around. Uh, It wasn't begging them anymore and asking for books to be reviewed. Uh, So I think that so far... Um, the the very best project is uh, is still Finzioni. But I hope that if you if you ask me the same question in a year or so, I hope I'll have a different answer.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> which advice would you give to people who are applying for entry level roles in book marketing?
1: Oh, oh, this is this is very tough. So um, the first thing is I would divide people um, who are applying into the ones. Who did a master's in publishing, and the ones who, who didn't. So, to the ones who didn't, I would recommend to first uh, gain, uh, yeah, gain some knowledge uh, about all the different departments that are within publishing, within the publishing industry, because it's not only about editorial. That's something you know because you study in a publishing master, but believe me when I say that it's not that. Um, uh, it's not that something that uh, should be taken for granted because there are people who don't know, don't know, for instance, what production is, don't know what rights, what working in right means. And uh, in this sense, I think that a master's in publishing can be absolutely hel- helpful and because, of course, it gives you a very, very good insight into the industry. You can... Already, while you study, you can start to understand uh, what you like and what you don't. So, for instance, while I studied, I realized that I wasn't particularly interested in production. And I realized that I was more interested into marketing, for instance. So, to the ones who ha- haven't studied uh, publishing, I would recommend to do some research. Check out what uh, each department do. There's a very... Can I mention a publisher? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Of okay.
1: there's a very nice page uh, on Penguin's careers uh, website uh, in which they uh, briefly describe each um, each department so they divide it in marketing publicity, production rights, that's a very very good start and then of course I would delve into it a bit more and then my other uh, advice is more, yeah, more general and it's uh, the first one is to um, hang in there and uh, keep your chin on it's super hard it's uh, extremely extremely competitive and uh, so it can be very disheartening at times but it's uh, first of all it's really worth it and uh, it will happen Uh, it will happen it's just a matter of trying and uh, perfectionizing uh, honing your covering letter your well your skills mm, do internships work experiences and uh, I would recommend, unless, of course, d- it depends. But I would, rec- I would recommend uh, people, uh, perhaps, yeah, not to be very, very picky at first. Uh, I was, so I, mm, and it's uh, perhaps uh, one of of the mistakes I made because I was too very, very, very picky at at first. Uh, but I think that. What matters uh, at the beginning is just to gain some experience and uh, to, to enter the industry, whether it's through an internship or a work experience or to gain some, work, um, some office, uh, office experience. That's another advice. Office experience is extremely useful because at the end of the day, uh, a, public, uh, a job in publishing is 80% an office job. And I know this doesn't sound particularly fascinating, but that's what it's about. So uh, any uh, any any office experience, any knowledge of well, a Microsoft uh, PowerPoint, Excel um, can be extremely useful uh, because it, you will need it. Everybody uh, everybody will need it. Um, I know this is—I mean, this is well known—but networking is very important, and uh, don't be shy because uh, people in publishing are normally very nice. So it's—it's uh, it's very; they are always very understanding, and um, they—they're um, always uh, available for a chat over a coffee or things like that. So I would recommend uh, doing that as well. Uh, networking can be very, very important. I can't remember. Uh, the the exact percentage but I was told by uh, a publishing professional uh, who works with um, HR uh, and they told me that a very very high percentage of people found their job by word of mouth so that's why networking is so important and uh, I would also say the final advice to keep up with the market read uh, relevant industry publications such as the bookseller, book or uh, things like that, uh, of course webzines or blogs are absolutely fine as well uh, because you will, uh, people will be likely asked uh, a lot of the time what they like to read and uh, your, your answer has to be very specific and uh, perhaps not too obvious uh, if you want to work in marketing, it could be very important or very useful to know uh, what campaigns are on at the moment or uh, things like that. So, it's, uh, it's very important to keep up to, keep up to date as well. And yeah, I think that's it. definitely. That's... Yeah, the, the, the golden one, really, the, 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 the most important is really to, to, to hang in there and to, to keep trying and, uh, because it will happen. It's just hard and it's just competitive, but it will happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah, we really need that encouragement. Last question. What are you currently reading and what is your favorite book of the year so far?
1: So, um, I'm currently reading The Catherine the Rye in English because I've never read it in English before. And, uh, well, I read a graphic novel first about um, Salinger's, first, Salinger's first wife. And uh, then I got curious and, uh, yeah, it made me want to read uh, The Catcher in the Rye again. But, of course, now I can read it in English, so I'm reading it in English. And um, my favorite book of the year, it wasn't published in uh, 2018, uh, but it's the book of the year for me. It's Plain Song by Penta I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it well. Uh, I tried to find the pronunciation online, but I couldn't find it. Um, but I read it in Italian mm-hmm. uh, in, in Italy it's published by NN and, uh, I haven't read it in English, but it's definitely the book of the year for me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, definitely the book of the year. If something a bit more, perhaps up to date, it wasn't absolutely uh, published in 2018, but I read it after see, after seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. and uh, so I read my very first Stephen King it took me three months to read it in English if, if, if not more and, uh, and I think that that's my other definitely my other book of the year also because it took me almost a year <laughs> to, to, to finish it so yeah definitely also that one
0: so this was my last question um, thanks a lot for your time and for all your advice and insight And uh, it was a real pleasure having you on this episode. Thank
1: you very much. It was very, very fun.
0: That is all for episode four of Publishing Insight. I hope you have found it interesting and useful. Have a nice day and I'll see you in the next one.